This is the Grand Tapestry Podcast, brought to you by My Family Channel. Each one of our elder stories is a unique thread in the Grand Tapestry of American history. In this podcast, we will examine them one by one to honor them and to gain perspective through their experience. Hello, I'm Todd Smith from My Family Channel. Welcome to the Grand Tapestry Podcast. We are here with Mr. Alan Stevens from Magnolia Springs East, Louisville, in Louisville, Kentucky. Hello, Mr. Stevens. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you to Magnolia Springs East and Amy Webb, our Director of Life Enrichment, for facilitating this and all your support. So, Mr. Stevens, we're just going to talk about, we're going to have a very simple, low-stress conversation about your life and your experiences, and we're going to give some advice to the young people out there and learn from your experience and hear your story. All right. Would you just want to say a few words about what it was like growing up in your hometown? Where did you grow up? Well, I was born here in Louisville. Okay. Went to a country town and spent seven or eight years. I really was impressed by that little country town. My dad was a supervisor for a railroad company. They moved him down there, so that's why we moved from Louisville. It was real interesting. I had a great childhood down there. I had four sisters and three brothers. Where were you in the lineup? I was the oldest boy, and three girls were older than I. Yeah. Okay. Was this in Kentucky, the country town? Yes. Cloverport. Cloverport. I don't think I've heard of that. It's a little river town about 60 miles west. Little country town. In fact, there was only three things down there that I remember, and that was that railroad roundhouse and a pickle company hmm. and a button factory on the river. <laughs> they took the shells out of the river and made the buttons out of it. Really? Yeah. I enjoyed going down to the river and watching them baptize people on Sunday. Huh. So they baptized people in, in, right the, water. in the river? <laughs> About three foot of water dump them backwards in the water, and they come up. That was one of the best things I like to do outside of getting into the neighbor's watermelon patch. (laughs) Uh, Were you mischievous? Very. (laughs) You get in a lot of trouble? (laughs) Fortunately, no. So you didn't get caught. (laughs) Right. Like the judge said, The only bad boys are the ones that's caught. That's right. (laughs) Do you have any confessions you'd like to make? Uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) But I I will say, being the oldest boy, I was about six or seven. My dad bought me a twenty-two rifle, and I got to kill the hog every year. Wow. That's a bad <laughs> See, the language you use there, you got to kill the hog. Right. Is that fun? Yeah. <laughs> but that seems odd, you know, <laughs> look back on that. But it was a great, great life. What are some of the other things that come to mind as special memories from your childhood there? Could be fun things or mischievous things. Killing hogs and... Well... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll never forget, uh, man, a couple of my friends used to go out 
steal watermelons out of the, <laughs> the guy knew us and he would shoot at us with the, <laughs> with the shotgun with the shoot shotgun over your head you know <laughs> and if you don't stay out of here we'll tell your daddy <laughs> wow i cannot imagine shooting at some neighborhood kid <laughs> Well, there was another thing we did. Uh, this pickle factory, it was well known. Oh, they sold pickles even up to a few years ago. They had a big brine tub where they aged the pickles, I guess. And we used to climb up the ladder and get down in there and throw pickles at each other. <laughs> Pickle fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> And boy, they didn't like that. <laughs> I bet they didn't. <laughs> well, I, I have a question on here. What did you do for fun as a teenager? But I'm almost afraid to ask. Don't Because <laughs> there wasn't much to do. Oh, well, let's skip that uh, one. Well, that okay. Was several years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's skip straight to <laughs> family, spouse, children. You want to tell us about. Your kids or your your spouse? Yeah, I have three wonderful kids, two boys and a girl, and they're terrific. And I was married to my wife for 70 years. 70 years. Before she passed, right. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it was a great life. Wow. That's inspiring. Let's talk about your job, your professional life, and your career. I worked at a TV station for about 35 years behind the camera huh. and uh, maintained the equipment. And what was that, here in Louisville? Here in Louisville. Which station? Wave TV. Oh, really? Yeah. Brought black and white in, and color. So, yeah, that would have been the early days of TV. Right. Black and white at first. Yeah, it came in about 48, I guess, or 49. Hmm. So was Wave... About the only station in town, maybe, or oh no, there were HAS. it was at that time, and then WHAS came in, and WHAS has been here longer, I think, than Wade. Okay, yeah. Well, this is probably a good time to talk about. So you worked with the equipment. You seem to be sort of technical minded and right scientific minded, and I just want to tell a quick little story about when I met you, and we were installing your family channel, and. You had a little contraption with two metal rods and wires that went to a controller. And I asked what it was, which I probably shouldn't have done. But you said, well, hold on to these these two metal rods. And then it has a ring, a copper ring or something that slides over a... Well, it was a coil that slides inside of another coil. Okay. And it induced a current in the outside coil. They were attached to those two electrodes. Yeah. And you hold them. Yeah, the key words there are induce current run electrode. Yeah. So I'm holding these electrodes, right? Right. Well, they're just pieces of water pipe, copper water pipe. And I made that thing when I was 18 years old. Really? Yeah. It's a 1908 Ford ignition coil. Wow. First Model T they put out was four cylinders, and they had a coil for each plug and this is one of those coils so what made you have the idea of turning that into a basically well, a shock I, I machine knew what was in the box and it was filled with pitch it was all 
melted, you know, inside. Air couldn't get to it and go bad. So I just took it apart and melted the pitch and got the coil out. As you do. (laughs) That coil could be made to put out up to 25,000 volts. That's a lot, right? Yeah. (laughs) But my contraption, as you call it, 110 to about one and a half volts going into the primary coil. Well, I don't know. I mean... I know you said, tell me when it's too too much, right, but right. you didn't go very far on that thing before I was, right. I mean, it was strong. Right. You could slide the coil in and raise the induced voltage. Well, I don't know if any of the other residents here know about that. It's a very interesting thing. Yeah, I've had two or three in there to check it, <laughs> and they liked it. Yeah. Yeah, huh. but you can't get some people to do it. So do you have any other inventions or uh, technical well, hobbies? Or? Well, I had a bunch of junk I made. <laughs> it's too involved to go into it. I, lo- I bet you had like a laboratory, like a mad scientist with right. stuff all over the place. <laughs> I've got a garage out here with uh, several pieces of junk in it, instruments. Uh-huh. I'd go out there and around. This is a good time to ask, with your technology background and experience, what do you think about the whole way technology has evolved to digital computers and digital technology? Is this? Do you think this is a good thing for, for society? Yeah. Okay. I guess nothing has evolved any more than electronic. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's just gone crazy, hasn't oh, it? Oh, the iPhones are unbelievable mm-hmm. they'll do anything yeah i mean this little device here is more powerful than the well, first computers that filled an entire room when i first made a transmitter just to talk a few hundred miles it was big made, made a transmitter <laughs> and a big microphone that thing will talk all over the world <laughs> yeah. of course it uses a satellite mm-hmm. so let's talk about What advice would you give to a young person who's just starting out in life? Maybe they just got married. Maybe they just got out of college or high school, and they're just beginning their journey in life, 2019, 2020. What advice would you give to that young person? Keep your nose clean. (laughs) Keep your nose clean. Don't get in trouble. I like it. Okay. (laughs) That's all I could. And let's say same question for someone a little bit older. Say someone who's got kids and maybe a middle age, right in the middle of of life. You have years behind you, but you still have years ahead of you. Would your advice be different for that person? I think it's up to every individual to live their life the best they can. Keep your nose clean. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So who is the person that influenced you the most, would you say, throughout your life? I would say my uncle. He was a great person, but he was an alcoholic, was his only downfall. Mm. But started me in electrical things, and I'd say he was the, most, the one that influenced me the most. And of course, my dad, he always had the best advice. So your uncle was also technologically minded? He was an oldest elevator troubleshooter. They took him all over the country fixing elevators. Huh. Poor guy, his boss would come to get him, and he'd been out drinking the night before, but he'd sober him up and take him out of town. But he was an excellent troubleshooter for Otis Elevator, which we've got in this building. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Did he ever get stuck in an elevator? I bet he did. I don't know. I imagine he got people out that were stuck. I guess if he got stuck, he could get himself out because right. <laughs> right. he's the guy they would call to get. So this is kind of a thoughtful question, but what would you say was the happiest moment of your life? Uh, I think my children being born. Mm, that's nice. That was the happiest moment. Well, we'll make sure they get a copy of this. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stevens, for our final question, how would you like to be remembered? <laughs> Just as an ordinary person. Ordinary person? Right. With a knack for technology and invention? No. No. <laughs> okay. I don't claim to be a, an expert in anything. <laughs> Mr. Stevens, the guy that had the shock machine? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we really appreciate you joining us today on this, and we hope you had fun. Well, yeah. I hope you can get something out of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and that will conclude episode four of The Grand Tapestry. Great. Thank you for listening to The Grand Tapestry Podcast, brought to you by My Family Channel. Please visit us at myfamilychannel.com and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite listening directory.